When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everybody's talking about a new law in the Philippines. But no, we're not talking about the anti-terror law. We're talking about the car seat law. Everybody's talking online. RA 11229 will require children ages 12 years and below, no taller than 4 feet 11 inches, to use a car seat. Hmm, the height. When I say I'm 4'11", my son says that's being optimistic. In other news, a scientist has rediscovered in Mindanao a frog thought to be extinct for at least three decades. Now, that sounds really interesting, Rob. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espino Barona. It's February 8. Ito ang Teka-Teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Let's talk about the car seat law. Everybody is poking fun at this new legislation online. And if they're not poking fun at it, they are really expressing a lot of dismay and certainly a lot of confusion. Masyado na raw matanda ang 12 years old para mag-car seat. Well, other countries also have a law like that. But I think it's probably a little bit more na sanay tayo nagsisiksikan tayo sa jeep, sanay tayo uh, nagsisiksikan tayo sa mga kotse dahil ang lalaki ng pamilya ng Pilipina compared to, let's say, Western countries. So it's probably something like, huh, bago yan? Parang we haven't really imagined ourselves doing it. And maybe communication skills? Now, obviously, this is coming from somewhere. And I think the safest thing to say is this does come from a question of safety. A lot of people are therefore asking, Teka, ano ba yung scientific basis, if any, nito? And I think this is the part, as you said, Inday, no? this is the communication part that I think the LPO did not necessarily do so well. But maybe... It's not just only communications kasi pinasa nga itong Child Safety in Motor Vehicles Act 2019. So 2021 na tayo. Pero nananawagan nga for postponement yung iba because right now, children below 15 years old can't even leave their homes because of the pandemic, right? And second, I just read three days ago that apparently isang kumpanya pa lang ang approved to sell Seatbelt. So, ilan ba tayong million dito sa Pilipinas? So, the way forward for this law and its implementation, malabo pa. But I think there is more clarity on looking back on what prompted this law. And so, our producer spoke with attorney Tony Salvador of Ideals Incorporated, and he talked about some of the studies that prompted this law. This is not an issue of uh, avoiding penalties or avoiding uh, uh, suspension of your driver's license. Uh, this is primarily for children. <laughs> Studies have shown that for 
children, I think the second highest cause of death is a uh, road crash. And uh, UN studies have shown that up to 80%, at least 80% of deaths and injuries could be prevented if children are secured in um, child uh, restraint systems. Tama naman, Rob. Experts stress that seatbelts are not designed to protect children in event of a car crash. If a child is not tall enough for a regular seat, that restraint can even worsen his or her injuries. At dito raw, bakit kailangan ang booster seat para ma-adjust yung seating height and position at magiging safe yung paglagay ng belt sa kanya. On the one hand, I can understand how easy it is to make fun of this new regulation. But at the same time, you do see that the law does have good intentions. Kasi talaga naman ang issue pa rin sa Pilipinas, road crashes, safety, and we think about the safety of the driver, not so much about the safety of our passengers. In any case, we will keep following what happens to the car seat law. Now, Indai, I hope you still remember yung mystery sound natin last week because that's what our next story is about. Actually, nung una ko narinig, eh, parang sabi ko, is that a bird? Is that an insect? I wasn't too sure what it was. Let's listen to it one more time. Mahirap yung soundbite natin, but what you heard was the sound of a frog. A striped stream frog. It sounds a lot like the Gutman's stream frog, which scientists recently rediscovered in Mindanao. And we say rediscovered kasi akala nila wala na. Akala nila extinct na for decades. Now they found it again. Nina Toralba interviewed the scientist who rediscovered this frog. He tells us why this is a big deal for the science community and for our country. It was in 1993 when Gutman stream frog was first found on Mount Busa, Sarangani Province. Nearly three decades later, it has been sighted for the first time since its discovery, ending fears that it may have gone extinct. Wildlife biologist Kier Mitchell Pitogo made it his mission to find this elusive frog species when he began his master's degree at UP Los Baños. So it really piqued my interest. Because it's also described from, from the Busa mountain range. It's in Kiamba in Sarangani province. And I'm from General Santa City. We would have known that we have a rare and endemic species of frog in our region. No one knows about it. Even the local government units here, even our DNR in the region. Actually, I didn't expect to find that species early in my career. Because, you know, finding a lost species, it can take years or even decades. Ito ang kwento, Robbie at Inday. Pitogo's team began their search in 2018 on the southern slope of Mount Busa, where the first specimen of Gutman stream frog was found. Luck was not on their side until a different project took them to the northern slope of the mountain range, facing South Cotabato. We didn't expect to find it there because our main objective was just to record whatever we could record. But it was a, like a serendipitous find. Um, because during one of our night surveys, when we were like settling down, our local guide captured frogs for dinner. And actually, the Gatman stream frog was just accidentally captured by the local guide. And then we noticed that it's kind of unusual, that frog. And so we asked them to bring us to the area where he uh, collected the frog. And that's when we found it. And that's in 2020, last year, in September. Himayin pa natin kung gaano kabihira ang species na ito. 
Gutman stream frog, or Pulcrana gutmani, was first discovered when American herpetologist Dr. Rafe M. Brown mistook it for the highly similar striped stream frog, or Pulcrana signata. It was identified as a new species only in 2015. Bakit ng katagal? New plant and animal species are typically identified from at least 10 specimens, but Gutman stream frog was identified from only one. No other specimen was known to exist anywhere until Pitogos rediscovery. It was speculated to be rare, active only in certain times of the year, patchily distributed, or even extinct. This species is endemic to southern Mindanao, with its only known population presently residing at a difficult-to-access part of Mount Busa. But there have been other challenges in pursuing research about Gutman stream frog. Here's Pitogo again. Southern Mindanao's biodiversity is very underrepresented because no one is doing surveys in the area because of logistical difficulty, bureaucracy, and security problems. There's no government funding for that particular project. And we're just uh, using our personal resources and the, the small grants that we receive from outside organizations to find it. Amphibians and reptiles, they are not as charismatic as birds, mammals. Like, they are not as well-known as plants. So looking for funding, particularly from government offices, it's challenging, it's a bit frustrating. At may iba pang mga banta sa kalikasan. One of the biggest threats to Philippine biodiversity is, is habitat loss. Uh, the habitats of the wildlife in the country continues to shrink because of human expansion, like illegal logging activities, mining, unsustainable agricultural practices. It's a big problem and it can't just be solved by a single intervention. Everyone has a role to play. As scientists, we have to publish our studies. Our results have to be communicated to the policymakers, to the local government units, because it's their role to you know, make legal framework for the conservation of the habitat. Recognizing the importance of biodiversity is the key to wildlife conservation and making more scientific breakthroughs in the future. Hindi lamang sa Southern Mindanao, kundi sa buong Pilipinas. It is a shared responsibility to ensure that it receives the attention, support, and protection it needs from all sectors of society. Maraming salamat, Nina Toralba. Now we turn to one more new discovery by our Filipino scientists, and this one about a plant. Trishaki now tells us more. Yes, Robbie and I, scientists have found a new hypericum species in Davao Oriental. The hypericum is a plant that has bright yellow flowers, usually ginagamit siya for ornamental purposes. Noong 2019, a team from National Museum and Central Mindanao University, among other institutions, found what they have since named Hypericum eperiongiae in Mount Hamigitan. Uh, isa itong endemic species and it's the first Hypericum species found in Mindanao. And makwento ko lang, may personal connection ako doon. Hypericum periongii was actually named after my biology teacher in UP Diliman. Ito yung late conservationist na si Dr. Periong. But what does it take to make discoveries such as this one? Uh, tinanong ko si Forrester Mike Galindon. He was part of the team that made the discovery. First, he says you have to secure permits. Yung normal kasi, yung normal na uh, protocol for 
bago kami mag uh, ano ng research uh, pupunta kami sa local government units sa military sa PNP para ma-coordinate yung field work namin and also para alam nila kung saan yung areas na pupuntahan namin After that you're ready to spend time in the field Kapag yung nag-field kasi kami not just days uh, inaabot kami ng weeks so uh, we go there with our tents so yun yung pinaka five-star hotel namin pag nasa ano kami, nasa Ubat. Pag sa Pindanao, kinamagumising na maaga para makapag-build ka ng maaga. Kasi pagdating ng hapon, maulan na. Ang pag-discover kasi, hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na, ay, pupunta ako dito kasi may new species, no? Right luck na lang talaga. And then, you have to ID or identify what it is you have on your hands. Eh, of course, ang ano din kasi report discovery, kailangan mong aralin lahat ng nakulik mo. Para ma-ID mo siya, hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na, ah, ito kasi kamukha nitong species A, siya na lang si species A. No, that would be bad accepted. Ang pag-ID talaga, meron kang specimen. You look at the minute details from the pollen, the anchor, compare it with uh, yung original descriptions ng mga known species. Kung alam mong sobrang laki ng difference, and then jackpot. And isang important resource for them, When you're trying to compare your specimen with what has been discovered before, is the Philippine National Herbarium. Part siya ng National Museum. You can visit this section, pero kailangan meron kang kasamang researcher or technician on your tour. Here, you can find specimens that are up to 100 years old. Uh, of course, you have to know the morphology of uh, the plant you are describing. So, uh, kailangan pa siya i-compare sa ibang plant material sa National Herbarium. Yung mga specimen dyan, you can just uh, look at them. You can compare it uh, with species from Malaysian region at yung mga neighboring countries. So, alam mong distinct siya, that you have possibility na new species siya. To learn more about the work Forrester Galindon does, listen to Leonard Ko, A Taxonomy of Justice. It's a three-part series we created on the legacy of botanist Leonard Ko and the pursuit of justice 10 years after his murder. Maraming salamat, Trisha Aquino. And let me just repeat what Trisha said. Si Forrester Galindon was one of the foresters that Trisha interviewed and featured in our special series on ethnobotanist Leonard Ko. Specifically, we did a series about Leonard Ko, his work, his legacy, but also his death and the search for justice behind that death. It's a three-part series we created, and we hope you look for that as well on Teka Teka and on the Puma Podcast channels. Now, speaking of past episodes, we hope you caught our explainer on the recent coup in Myanmar. If you haven't, look for it on Teka Teka or Puma Podcast. We are still obviously monitoring events in the country. Tens of thousands of protesters poured onto the streets of Yangon to rally against the coup since we launched that podcast. If for any reason you still do not know what happened last week, the Myanmar military staged the coup and declared a public emergency. Civilian leader Ong San Suu Kyi is once again under house arrest, along with other senior officials of the National League for Democracy who had practically swept the last elections in 2020. I've been following the news sites and the videos are really compelling. Thousands, thousands of people robbed 
at pinauso yung Hunger Games na sign, you know? Flashing that three-finger salute, holding up signs, wearing red, really defiant. And even more interesting, Rob, lahat ito nangyari, may internet blackout. Mm-hmm. So you can really sense that public outrage. Over the weekend, in fact, merong mga nag-Facebook Live of huge protests in one of the main streets of Yangon. Now, as we said, we did produce a longer explainer on the Myanmar coup for Teka Teka last week. Here's a clip from that explainer. Every night at 8 p.m. this week, just before the start of a military-imposed curfew, Burmese stand outside their homes, banging away at pots and pans. It is their way of protesting a military coup that has democracy in Myanmar in retreat and reforms in the country sliding back two full decades. We spoke with a journalist in Myanmar. For his safety, we will refer to him as Myatar. We are also slightly altering his voice for his own security. We cannot defeat the military at all. Also, the military cannot defeat to the democratic process at all. But we could work together and we could gradually change. And the military withdrawal from the politics would happen gradually. That is what mm-hmm. we expected. And that is what our sensitivity and, and other democratic process also believe in that. We encourage everyone to listen to our Myanmar Explainer. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our other podcasts. Marami po yan. Muli, ako po si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Ang Teka Teka, kagaya ng Puma Podcast, is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Carl Sayan. With reports from Nina Toralba and Prisha Aquino, maraming salamat po. Puma Podcast.